And welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and I'm your host. Today, I've got another person on the show. I'm not sitting by myself in my kitchen talking to myself for 30 to 45 minutes. Anyway, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, guys. I am Kaylin Bushhorn. I am the founder of the social media platform More Than Just Balls. And I'm a senior at McDaniel College um, and a member of the women's lacrosse team. That's all you want to say? You got you got some other great stuff on Anything your resume too, you know? Um, I am on the content team for Athletes Unlimited as a social media intern. And I am also on the content team, creative development for the University of Texas Athletics as well. So I kind of dabble in a bunch of parts of the sports industry. Um, but yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 You know, college kids, you got to stay busy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the the pandemic really like showed me how much I can do. And that's really how more than just balls was created. It was kind of like my pandemic baby. Like I was like, oh, I have all this extra time. What do I do? And so I created a social media platform to elevate women's sports. And it's grown into what it is today, which I'm really thankful for. We both kind of like started our own thing in the pandemic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The podcast, I guess, is my pandemic baby. I never even think I like thought about yeah. calling it something like that. It's <laughs> funny that you said that because um, it's like, oh, it's just this little project that I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. In terms of both of our, I guess, we'll platforms. You know, um, I don't really think I've got much. You, in terms of Instagram, at those numbers. Like, that's crazy. I can't even imagine, like, my show ever reaching something like that, mostly because I, I'm a year into this, and it's just, like, I don't even yeah. like social media. But can you tell me about, like, um, so when you did start the platform, um, what are some things that you had in mind? Yeah, so I actually just hit one year of uh, more than just balls, so that was really cool. And I think what I kept in mind is, I wasn't like, yes, there's just women's sports and highlight her, but I wasn't really seeing these mainstream sports media covering women's sports the way myself or my friends would want to see it covered. I think women's sports were always put on the back burner. Um, and it's something that I'm one of those people that wakes up every morning and I turn on sports center and sports centers on. And there was like, a very low percentage of coverage. And so when I first started the platform, I was like, how can I first spotlight women in sport? And then second, which came a little bit later with activism is how can I elevate the voices of women's sports that are often silenced, um, especially within um, cultures within sport, but also just like problems that occur and like the NCAA with all the March Madness stuff. And then also with just like uniforms or just the daily struggles that women in sport go through that isn't covered just because, oh, they're like, oh, it's women's sports. At least you're playing. I'm like, okay, but we're playing, but we're playing in these environments that are sometimes toxic or um, not equitable to what our male counterparts are getting. I just pulled up your account and I'm just, the people that are listening, you know, there's 10,000 people well, more than 10,000 people following this account. And it's just like, first of all, the graphics for this 
amazing. I I don't know, like my graphics that I make, I use PictoChart for crying out loud. So it's like, I don't want to pay for Photoshop because I don't do it that much. Like I post every Tuesday. So I'm just sitting here like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to type in a little quote. And that's, that's what I'm going to do. You like, this is, first of all, I love the the colors that you use. It's just like Thank orange, you. but it's different. I love orange. orange. Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. And the layout of this, I'm just scrolling. It's so, I just, I wish Thank I had you. some skill yeah. like that. I kind of just, like, I'm studying graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I'm a graphic design major and a triple minor in marketing, art history, and sport management. And so I really wanted to, like, take all of those things and use them um, and So it's a way for me to work on little graphic design, like simple graphics, graphics every day, um, just to like elevate, but also at the same time, just spotlight women, because that's what it's all about. And that's what the account's about is like, how can I get this information out visually pleasing, but also in the most shareable way possible. And that's why I've kept them so simple. It's because anybody can read them or anybody can see them. I'm just such a, such a fan of the, this account. Like I cannot <laughs> express how much, you know, <laughs> well, thank I'm, you. Always, I'm always at a loss for words when there's accounts like this. And I'm sure that I don't, I don't even know what people say about mine. Cause I'm so new and I hate social media so much. Like I, so I was in uh, Rosemont, Illinois the other day at some convention and I was mm-hmm. I was supposed to be doing a live recording on my show. I was supposed to go out on Tuesday. It didn't save. <laughs> it didn't save at all. But at least the people that were there, you know, they were, I feel like they Glad were to first, hear it. Time, yeah. Yeah, first time supporters of, of women's sports. And I was explaining a lot of stuff to them. And I was sitting there like, I hate social media so much. Like I'm 19 <laughs> years old and I hate social media and the people, which is like all of well, I'm an adult too, I guess, but all these like older adults sitting there nodding their heads and like, yeah, I agree. Um, is there ever like a little um, struggle in terms of like, oh, I feel burnt out because of social media or social media is just like so bad, but there's also like a point where I need to post on social media because people need to see this stuff because, you know, we need to um, show people like, women's sports and what's happening and how we can help that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's more in the toxicity of the misogyny that comes with it. Um, like I think that I don't really get burnt out from creating graphics. Like I will always do that. Um, but I think what I get burnt out from is just, and it also motivates me at the same time, which is weird. But seeing all the comments, not even on my account, which they do get toxic sometimes, but even on SportsCenter, like when they post a single thing about a woman's sport, everybody's like, you do know the NFL season's going on or like the NBA is here or whatever. And it's just, and it gets even more toxic than that. But it's like, I'm a football fan myself. So I will go sit down and watch football all the time. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like, we can't just cover football on something that's called sports center sports center. It's not called football center. It's not called men's basketball center. It's called sports center for a reason. And so I think what motivates me is seeing that toxicity and then being able to take my account and turn it around, turn it upside down on its head um, and figure out a way to broadcast things in such a way that will help to detract from the toxicity that we see and bring a little bit of positivity into the world. Um, as well as like 
upping the coverage of women's sports. But I don't, I don't really often get burnt out. Like I'll take breaks every now and then if I have a busy schedule with like lacrosse, like we had a fall ball tournament this weekend. And so I took a couple of days off because my parents came up to just like relax and rejuvenate because I do run it all by myself. So there are some like mental health days that I take here and there, but it's a joy for me to do. So it doesn't really cause much stress. Yeah. I used to do episodes twice a week and it was Mm -hmm. like, uh no thank you <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. no one told me to, to do how many episodes a week I was just like oh I think it might be a good idea if I do two I did that mm-hmm. for like my first two seasons and then I was like towards the end of the second one I was starting to realize like oh I have school and it's all <laughs> online and I don't have yeah. a life besides that too so it's like I need to focus I thought I was going to be transferring out of my community college so I was like I need to buckle down and focus on school and then mm-hmm. I ended up staying home anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that hard work for nothing. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, one episode is enough. And then I started making those graphics for when I have mm-hmm. interviews. And, you know, maybe making another one for this too. Because this is, this is one of the conversation clocks, which now that I think about it, it's such a dumb little quirky. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's so <laughs> And cute. it's like, it's different and no one else has that kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. some people are just they name their episodes like the person's name and it's like no that's not creative (laughs) but anyway um like making these graphics is also like oh I feel like I'm I put myself on this little thing where it's like I'm gonna post on this day at this time and then Mm -hmm. with social media because how are people gonna how are people gonna know and so then I wait well I I wait air quotes um Cause then I'll have like work or school in the morning and then I can't post. And then I'll post at like 12 when it's like two hours after it premiered. And it's like, I don't like doing this by myself. It's a struggle. It's such a struggle. It's yeah. like, this is not like, I don't get paid for this. I don't have any ad revenue. Um, it's so hard, but it's yeah. so rewarding too. Um, That's where that payment comes in. Like, even though we're yeah. not getting paid to do what we are, like seeing like I will get, especially since I have so many followers now, I'll get DMs from like parents or kids talking about like how inspiring the account is. And like, that means so much more than a paycheck to me. And just seeing like people enjoy and consume or um, like repost the content is like the best part. And I try and like comment on everybody that reposts it. Now I couldn't do that with like the softball thing that hit like 40,000 likes. So it's like, I cannot respond to everybody, but I try and like have that connection with the followers that gives me kind of like a reward without being paid because it is hard. And like, I do sell stickers, so I get a little bit of payment, but I feel like the joy like outweighs the payment itself. So yeah. It's fun it's all to about do how you stuff. look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to do this stuff. Like I, I didn't think that my, in terms of social media accounts would have like the level of like, even though I'm at such a low number, it's still like, I don't expect this yeah. to be a thing. And the one thing that I think is super funny about all of this is I keep trying to tell people like, I'm 19 years old. I am a mm-hmm. college student and I am broke. Like I'm not putting any money into this really. And people think I'm some adult, which I am. Yeah. But it's it's like sometimes people expect Wait, like a fake adult. Yeah. yeah. 
Like we could be I'm tried like as adults. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm 21. And like, I think about that sometimes. And I think about how many young creators we have, like within the women's sports media landscape. And it's like, everybody's like, Oh, they're like in their thirties full-time job. They just do this on the side. I'm like, no, this is like something that I will like stay in from going out with my friends like to go to parties like I'm not a normal college student because like I will like a Saturday night I'm like oh let's go find some women's sports stats like it's not like oh my god let me go party like so it's something that's like turned into a hobby of mine more than and a business more than just like a oh it's on the side like it's kind of something I identify with now Mm-hmm. And it, like people are starting to find out on my college campus that I run this page. <laughs> and so they'll like walk up to me and like talk to me about it. And it's really fun. But it's at the same time, it's like people expect me to be like, this is my single job. I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, not it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. We're, I'm not doing this as my job. Like, I, I don't know if I, I've said it on here before, but like I have three jobs and I have six classes because community college, you know, actually, no, I need mm-hmm. to take six classes so I can graduate on time because I have to take this other math class right now. So I can take mm-hmm. another math class not next semester and then graduate. We love nice course requirements. <laughs> yeah. Love that. To be a journalism major, you need to have at least one math credit. And it's like, am I going to be writing about the Pythagorean theorem? I don't think so. Like, I That's don't- how I felt about my math class. I was like, <laughs> how am I going to use this? Like, I don't need it. It's such a pain yeah. on my side. School is like resizing in Photoshop. Like, that's the math that I do. Mm. <laughs> or adding up stats, like figuring out, like, how much of the coverage is women's sports coverage percentages. But that's, like, the extent of my math. Yeah, no, I don't do stats. So I don't <laughs> think I ever will try and mess with that. If I see something yeah. on Twitter, I'll retweet it or I'll repost it on Instagram. But it's like, oh, you did the math. I'm gonna cool, repost, repost it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna repost exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you for doing all that hard work. You get a little retweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to ask you now about AU. We were talking about this before, but like, and I've mm-hmm. talked about it on the show. Like, I'm such a freaking fan of AU. Um, and I only, I think I heard about it last year, but I only started to pay attention this year with softball. I think mostly because softball came back in the Olympics and then I was seeing that it was going to be it where I live basically in the state where I live. And I was like, Oh, I should go and check this out. I hate softball. Like I, well, mm-hmm. I know I don't hate it now. I used to hate softball. I was a baseball person growing up. I played baseball. Yeah. Um, and my mom tried to get me into softball and I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then later on in life, uh, fast forward to now, it's something that I like to watch and will continue to watch. Um, I want to know how you got involved with AU, um, what that process was like, and what did you think of your, uh, well, it's still going on right now, right? I was going to say, mm-hmm. what do you think of yep. your time? But like, what is the best part of it? That's going to be my question. So interestingly, I actually got DM'd on Twitter um, um, to get in contact with them uh, because they were looking for a live tweeter for lacrosse. And so I'm a huge lacrosse player, so I know the game really well. Um, And so I just came on during the lacrosse season. 
as um, the live tweeter and clipper for lacrosse. So that was really fun and a really good experience to just elevate the lacrosse game because lacrosse doesn't, as much as women's sports doesn't get recognition, lacrosse doesn't get recognition either. And so it was really cool to get to elevate the game. And then I ended up staying on for softball and getting to, I'd never played softball before. My sister did. Um, I've watched it a couple of times. I think it's a really interesting sport, but coming off of the women's college world series and being able to take that like hype around softball and work on the only one of the only softball leagues and a new league of its kind, which was really cool. And to be there for season two, when it, when it was the first season with fans and it was the first time seeing, um, all of these Olympic players after the Olympics, like they came straight from Tokyo and played AU season. Um, so that was a really cool experience, but also just being able to learn about social media and managing accounts and figuring out when to post where or how to interact with people has been very beneficial. But I think the best part about working for AU and still currently now is making those connections with women in sport because it is such a small community. Well, it's a large community, but it's small for the people that get recognized or the people in professional sports and just making those connections and seeing them thrive in platforms or even just seeing them on sports center top 10. Like we had Odyssey Alexander make sports center top 10, which was so cool. And just seeing the growth of the game in front of your eyes is one of the coolest things about working with AU because John and Jonathan, the founders are really revolutionizing women's sports as we know it. And I think having a player driven league is really going to change the way we see um, sports and the leadership because we've seen in the NWSL, like how toxic um, it can get within the leadership. And I think having a player first model really prevents any of that toxicity from happening. And so athletes unlimited is really doing a good job to show that like the players matter and the players can coach themselves. Like there aren't coaches and these players just, they will change teams every single week. And it's just so fun. It's like softball summer camp, like on steroids. And it's amazing because you get to see these players really play the game that they love, but play it to where every moment counts, which is one of the mottos of AU to where they're playing for charities, which is really cool. So they have athlete causes where they can pick like what they want to give back to at the end of the season. And so having that extra motivation of you're playing for yourself, but you're also playing for your team is really cool because they get really into it and they have like themed teams, like we have the purple unicorns um, and just stuff like that, that, make women's sports unique from just a traditional male dominated sports industry is one of the coolest things about like seeing the growth of the game and the growth of athletes unlimited. You can't really see this or find this anywhere else. Like actually, Mm -hmm. unless, you know, some, I've seen some colleges are kind of like, yeah, copying it a little, well, not copying. Yeah. Rowan did it, which was really cool because my friend's actually uh, an assistant coach out there. And so it was really cool to see like how the colleges are taking um, our like scoring system and using it during their fall ball, which I thought was really cool because it kind of opens up that competitiveness within the team because they get really competitive. And I think that's the coolest model is that like every single stat 
will either earn you points or deduct points. And mm -hmm. so everybody's like playing their hardest and it makes it so much more entertaining and fast paced and just more, I guess, like viewership friendly um, and more entertaining. I know some people are like get confused, I guess, with the scoring system. When I, so when I, when I was there for, I was there for opening day. Um, yeah. and I took my little cousins with me and they, they play softball and they were sitting there confused. Like, why is there a plus 10 on the board? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just got here. Yeah. Well, I figured it out. I was listening to the PA and I did some research. Um, I went on the AU website and I read about that yeah. a little bit and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Why don't yeah. other sports do this? Like, I love how you know these people they play for a cause, and mm -hmm. they're also like playing for themselves, like working on their game, and also like working with new people each week. Like, you don't, you don't have that. You don't have to worry about being traded to like somewhere across the country. You're there yeah. for five weeks. You're just you're just hanging out and, and playing softball and making up. Uh, fun little team names like my favorite that I saw was the golden arches with the happy oh the golden team. arches was so yeah. fun to post about like they were one of the like I think they were the team that got most into it besides like the purple unicorns but yeah they got really into it they had McDonald's they were like pouring fries on their face like mm -hmm. these like women are really like seeing where the AU model can take them and really taking every opportunity to like live out their dreams within these five weeks, but also at the same time elevate the sport because like something as little as something that's not even the sport, like, okay, the golden arches, like having that there can like elevate the game because at the end of the day, like sports is supposed to be fun. Like that's what we grew up. It's competitive and fun. That's what we grew up learning. Like when you first, like, everybody's, like, first sport is soccer. Like, everybody's first sport is Not soccer. mine. Not yours. <laughs> Not yeah. mine. I never like, played soccer until high school. Yeah, my first sport was soccer. Needless to say, my career was very short. But I think it's just that, like, it's, like, co-ed at the beginning, and it's just meant for fun. Like, nobody's, like, oh, my God, you're a winner, you're a loser. Like, it's all about what are we getting out of it? What lessons are we learning? And I think AU, AU really like devotes time to reinforce the fact that sports are fun and they're meant to be fun and have fun while you do them and just like take every opportunity you have and don't take anything for granted. And that's one of the coolest parts about the model of like this new sports revolution. And there's four different leagues, mm -hmm. which is like yeah. the best part. It's, it's growing and growing. Like I am so yeah. pumped for basketball in January and mm -hmm. February. Me too. I like, think it's going to be amazing. I, well, since I'm in Illinois and, you know, Chicago Sky just won, like, yeah. I, I'm on a high right now. It's just still. Yeah. <laughs> um, As you should be, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something, there's something about that team, you know, beating Phoenix yeah. and, like, just their journey in general from Dallas to Minnesota to Connecticut and then yeah. Phoenix and having to beat everyone to even get there was yeah. really cool to see them like get through those single elimination games and then we're like okay we're in a series now and then it's like okay we're in the finals 
and we're still doubted and it's just seeing it's that like underdog mentality mm-hmm. and I think that's something we see in women's sports a lot is like we grow up being doubted our whole lives and so when we're finally given the opportunity to thrive like we really take it and run with it and I think the Chicago Sky really did that and it was just cool to like see their parade like and everybody was like oh people don't watch women's basketball I'm like did you see the parade like the amount of people there celebrating with them was just insane and it really shows the growth of the game of basketball and I can't wait to see next season. Like, I'm like, can we, can we play again already? Like, got we could just take a month hoops. off and then we'll start over. Yeah. Got yeah. college hoops and AU hoops. And then, well, yeah. there's European stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah. happening right now that I don't even follow as much. Cause it's like, they're in another side of the world. And yeah, it's time zone. Sleep, and I think that's, what's cool about yeah. AU hoops is that these players are going to have the opportunity to not go abroad and play basketball on like in the U S not have to deal with traveling, not have to deal with going to a different team and just having the opportunity to play with other people um, that maybe aren't as well known and learning things from them, but also at the same time, just maybe having some more extra time to rest their bodies. Like, yeah five weeks is good because then you have so many months to relax and rejuvenate from the long season because the WNBA is so long, but then you have AU with this five weeks. So you get that extra like practice work in the off season, but at the same time, you're having time to recover. And I think it's really going to help with the longevity of players careers. Um, even though we have people like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, which I just, I'm like, I don't know how you're still playing. Keep playing. You're amazing. Um, But just seeing that rejuvenation of the sport within the United States is going to be really fun to watch and be a part of. Yeah. I'm really hoping that Sue Bird doesn't retire because I can't handle that right now. (laughs) My sister's the biggest like Seattle storm Sue Bird fan. And I just, I just don't know what to do if she does retire because I'm just like one more year, one more year. Like what's one more? Like, and I, I was listening to the, um, to a podcast and she talked about how like her and Mega Rapino have talked about this, but so, um, oh my gosh, soccer is so different from basketball because for basketball, you can sign up for like one more year, but when you're on, um, the U S women's national team for soccer, it's like, you're signing up for a four year cycle. So like, she's able to like, Subert is able to take time like after each season and like, be like, okay, one more year. Can I do it? Okay. Yes. And then go do that one more year instead of Megan sitting and being like, oh, it's four more years and making that bigger decision. So I think I have my fingers crossed. I'm hoping she plays for another year. And I think it'll do so much for the growth of the game if she does. But at the same time, she was an amazing commentator during the playoffs. Um, after they lost and went home, they brought her on as like a halftime reporter. And I was like, dang, she has a career in this, but at the same time, can you get back on the court um, and like save that for a little bit longer? But yeah, we'll see where it goes, but she's been instrumental to the growth of the game. And I think she's one of the legends that is always going to be pinpointed as like a champion of women's sports. 
I'm such a Sue Bird fan. I'm more mm-hmm. of like a UConn fan. I grew up watching UConn yeah. basketball for like as long as I could remember. And I almost went to that school. But um, if any UConn people are listening, I don't like the layout of the school. I think it's a very <laughs> ugly campus. But that doesn't change my mind on women's basketball. Okay, now that we got that over with. Um, like I literally almost went there last year. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is the this is the place where these people go to school. <laughs> this is where Sue Byrne went to went to school. This yeah. is this is where they went. Are you sure? Like I didn't think it would look like that, but it did. And it's like, never mind. Reset. Yeah. Ooh, agricultural school. People like when I tell them that it used to be an agricultural school, they're like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then yeah. all you got to do is go there and be like, oh. Yeah. It's a little too cold for me. What um, Maryland's a little, like this Texas girl is like, Maryland's the extent of coldness. You uh, think it's cold to- in Maryland? Have you? <sighs> Sometimes. Been here during cold. the winter? Oh, I've been to Chicago during the winter. It's freezing cold. There we go. And windy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it's it's cold in Maryland in the winter months for this Texas girl. Cause it's, I didn't grow up with, uh, being able to last in the cold. Mm-hmm. Did you buy your first winter jacket when you went out to Maryland? Yes, I did. <laughs> Sadly. Yes, I did. But yeah, oh, so didn't have funny. that before. Yeah. That's interesting up here. It's, it's a good experience to go somewhere else for college and just like, I always dreamed of going abroad and then I was like, I love my family and that's too far for me. So I was like, what can I do to get like a, a new culture or a new area feeling? Um, and I was like, let me just go like halfway across the country and know absolutely no one at my school and just kind of, and I think it's been so beneficial because I've grown so much in the four years that I've been here. And I don't think I would have ever had the confidence to start more than just balls or even just like use my platform to like speak out for others. And so I think taking that new experience has been really beneficial, but it's still cold. (laughs) It's still cold. Yeah. Well, uh, my family listens to the show and I like to say a few stuff about college because they want me to stay home. I almost went to Loyola, Chicago. um, Yeah. So they, I didn't get housing. Like I Mm -hmm. already had a bunch of plans there too. Like I was going to be the manager for the women's basketball team. Like I already got into that. And then I couldn't find a place to live. But also (laughs) Chicago, at least in that area, I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. And so I was just sitting there like, I think I'm going to stay home. And they went, they went nuts. They went nuts. Like, I don't, guys, if you're listening, I don't want to stay home. You can't make me stay home. I want to leave. I don't want to be here. Okay. Let me go live my life, my beautiful college life somewhere. They make fun of me because I, I want to apply to Utah because they, they have a great journalism yeah. program there. And they're like, what about the Mormons? I'm like, what do you mean, what about the Mormons? <laughs> they're there. It's just like, okay. to have a different experience. Like, you'll still be yourself, but it's like, yeah. Being in a different environment will help, like, you'll learn so much, but you'll still, like, have your values that you have. I don't See, know. there you go. It's weird. 
<laughs> yeah. You're Here welcome. You go, family. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'll be in uh, Salt Lake City next year. No, I don't know. I got to get in there first, which I don't think will be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> school. Yeah, I'm applying to grad school right now. So that's, we're in the same boat. <laughs> in a school is so hard. So hard. Yeah. When are they going to give us free school? <laughs> <laughs> or better yet pay us to go to school yeah that'd be us. fun like d3 athletics we don't get scholarship um we can get like academic or merit-based scholarship but i'm like wow this is fun <laughs> well i'm i'm the reason that i i have i talk about this but i, I go to school for free because pell grants mm-hmm. and map grants yeah thank you government <laughs> yeah i guess and like these her funds for COVID. Yeah. I don't have to pay for any of my books this year, which has been oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Books are so stressful. I know. It's like the math. I have a math um book over there. It was like $170. And it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> no, I don't want it. Yeah. College is fun. College is fun, but expensive fun. and a pain in everyone's side. Yeah. Um, that's enough college talk and it's, sorry <laughs> I'm already stressing out okay so we talked about this before we started but I need you to teach me about lacrosse because I I don't know anything about it and I want to know some stuff about it I almost yeah. started like watching AU lacrosse but it was like I am not gonna know anything so I'm gonna wait until someone yeah. teaches me I think this is a very great moment for this yeah so I'll give you like a lacrosse 101 okay so basically how I explain it is it's a combination of soccer and hockey so you have that like hockey aspect where you can go behind the goal and kind of have a stick but you also have the soccer aspect to where you have like midfielders forwards which we call attackers and then defenders and a goalie so it's kind of like the field set up with the hockey feel. And so there's a bunch of rules that are very complicated that sometimes we don't even get. Like there are a bunch of rules changing this year and we just had our fall ball tournament and we were like, wait, huh? But the premise is we do the draw. So two, two of the girls line up with and they open their sticks kind of like this and the ref will put the ball into there and then they close it. And basically once they close it, you can't move. And so they blow the whistle. And this is something that I do. I'm a draw specialist. They blow the whistle and you'll shoot it up. So you have to go up and then you'll try and grab it. Or if somebody's like a placer, they'll place it out to the circle. Kind of like the circle of soccer is what we use. And that's how you get possession after every single goal. And so it'll kind of like pass down, kind of like soccer, where you like transition between the midfield to the attack. And then you just try and score. And so it's really fun because you're just, passing around but there's a bunch of strategy and like a couple like basketball moves like pick and rolls or just like screens that will happen within like the eight meter which is like an arch that like cover comes from the goal and then you have the 12 which is around the goal which is 12 meters away from the goal and so you can just kind of play around in those and we kind of set up where it's like two behind the goal five up top and you just like pass the ball around and try and find the open girl and it's really fun I'm a more of an attack mind so 
I think the defense has a really hard job because it is such a fast moving game, but it's a really fun game to watch. I think personally, and I think with the rules that are changing, they're speeding up the game and we have a shot clock like basketball. So you have 90 seconds to get down and score and like 90 seconds feels like a lot of time until you're like, okay, well, there are five seconds left. What are we going to do? Yeah. Okay, cool. We got to get in the back of the net. And I think it's so cool to see that we're finally being recognized by the Olympic committee. Um, and they're starting to hopefully put lacrosse into the Olympics. Like we've had the first step of being recognized and I think it'll be really cool to see the growth of the game. And I think AU is really elevating it through the way that they're playing with the point systems, taking players off the field. So we usually have 12 um, and AU decreases that. And they also play with a half field line where we play with um, like restraining lines, which are at the 30 yard line of the football field. And so it's a really fun, but a lot of running game. And I feel like it's a game that anybody can do. Um, like you can go out and like throw a ball around, like people throw like a football around. And I think it's something that could be a bonding activity, but at the same time, it's a very competitive sport. Um, so you should give it a try if you can find a stick. Cause it's really fun. <laughs> it's kind of like ultimate Frisbee. Cause we were talking about that earlier. I, don't I feel know. like it's the like, same idea. Well, cross <laughs> is very physical. Yeah. My shoulder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me too, but I think also with some of the rules, like we're not allowed to have as much contact as the boys, which sometimes it's like a blessing and a curse because it's like, I just want to like, let me have some contact. Let me like, like do some stuff. But at the same time, it's like, they do keep us safe. We don't wear helmets. We don't have any pads on. So some of those rules are there for safety. Um, even though sometimes I'm like, "Ah." but, um, it's a fun sport. And I think it really does draw on that aspect of hockey where it's fast paced and you go around the crease, like behind the goal. And I think, especially being a lacrosse, like a, an attacker in lacrosse, I love the whole strategic thinking that comes with it. And so it's very fun to like roll the crease, which is what they call it. Um, and like score, um, on the goalie coming from behind. Cause it's kind of like a sneaky aspect to it, but there's your cross 101. You should go watch some now. It's really fun. Well, I don't even have, I barely have time to do anything, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll it's go on to, YouTube. You yeah, can just go, go look YouTube, up old games. Look up some old games. Yeah. Um, Tutorials. Yeah. You can stick and start playing. And then, yeah, there you go. You're a lacrosse star. Okay. <laughs> it's easy. One of my friends, um, that I met in high school, still in high school now. Um, she plays lacrosse. And I think I tried to get her to explain it to me. I don't think she did a good job. So this was better than what she tried to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I did a great job either, but it's a very complicated game. Yeah. Um, but once you like get your hand in it, it kind of simplifies itself. Like once you start like actually playing, but there are a lot of rules. There are less whistles now than there were for me in high school, but um, there's a lot of stop start, um, which is hard sometimes, but once you know the rules, it's an easy game to play and it's really fun and really competitive and it gets like, it gets gritty sometimes like ground balls are really fun and you get in those circles and you're like, it's mine, it's mine. And you're just kind of like, it's, I don't know. It's so competitive and there's such like a 
family aspect to lacrosse because everybody's working together for one ultimate goal to score a goal or stop or get a save. And so it's really fun to see how teams kind of collaborate to meet those goals. I just thought of something that I think is pretty damn funny. Did you watch Disney Channel growing up? Yep. Do you know what what I'm going to ask you about now? Yeah. (laughs) So for people that have no idea what I'm about to to ask, um, so there's this one Disney Channel original movie. Um, I forgot the name of it, but I know who's in the movie. It's like Sister something. It's like Twist something Sister. I'm going to look it up. Um, I really like <laughs> we were talking it, about this. Oh my gosh, it was so crazy um, to like watch that because I was like, Yes, finally, like lacrosse. And then yeah. I was like, Huh? <laughs> I, I'm gonna say with mean girls, like at the end, like, um, they play lacrosse at the end, yeah, and she's like dodging down the middle of the field, mm-hmm. like wrecking people left and right. And you're like, That's not an accurate portrayal of our yeah. game, but okay. It's it's called Invisible Sister and it's from Invisible 2015. Sister. It's from 2015. Yeah. It's a decom. Uh, and I have to ask, um, you know, what do you think about the that that one scene um, where it's like, uh, what the basically, you know, what I'm talking about? Where they're on the field, like the camera is like in the field, and, and she's playing like. Just, just walk me through. <laughs> walk me through that. Don't remember it to exact points, yeah. but I think it's sometimes like that was when I was first like in Texas. We didn't really have lacrosse until mm-hmm. like 2015, 2014, 2015. So like my eighth grade years when I started, and so I had a little bit of lacrosse experience. But then I saw this movie and I was like, um, what? And just the way sometimes that it's portrayed, I'm like, well, we're, we're not like meant to be graceful or like look pretty while we're doing it. Like we're supposed to be competitive. And so I think like, and that's something that we see in a lot of women's sports movies. It's like, it's kind of romanticized for lack of a better term to where it's like, oh, like women are supposed to be pretty and their uniforms are supposed to be skirts and flowy. A league of their own. Yeah. A league of their own. And like, seeing that sometimes I'm like no I want you to show like how competitive girls are because like come on like we are competitive and like we really like take the time to like hone our craft and so seeing movies that kind of like I don't know perpetuate the inherently maleness of sports is just kind of a toxic narrative to reinforce and sometimes it's like I was like yes lacrosse in a movie that's a win but at the same time I'm like could we portray it to be more competitive and like sporty (laughs) but yeah you win some you lose some at least it was in the movie so I'm just happy there's maybe a couple girls or boys were inspired and started playing lacrosse because of it I I thought it looked cool during that that time I don't even know how old I was in 2015 yeah yeah, I was 15 at that time, so it was, like, sophomore year of high school. I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I almost started playing lacrosse, I think. I looked, it looked you cool. should have. No, that was baseball time. I just got into time. baseball again. Yeah. Um. That's okay. I'll give – I love baseball, too, so I'll give you that. <laughs> What's your team? 
Okay, so it was the Cubs, but that's like really sad now. Oh, yeah, really took a hit this year. No Um, way. Why would you? What? No, it's still the Cubs, but like all my favorite people are gone. So it's kind of hard. So I just kind of like post this now. (laughs) What kind of fan? What fan are you? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. My whole family is Dodgers fans, so. I also like the Dodgers. Yeah, I kind of like the Dodgers, too. Their stadium's kind of amazing. Yeah. I'm a White Sox fan, so. Chicago Cubs fans. We've had a a rough year. (laughs) Go Sox. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't say, like, any Texas team, because I just don't like those those teams i'm not besides texas football i'm not a big like texas fan like everybody's like oh the cowboys i'm like no (laughs) so yeah you you don't get that for me not a lot of texas teams i'm just glad you didn't say the astros because i definitely would have just closed my laptop and walked away for sure (laughs) for sure okay i don't know this cubs thing though you gotta work on that yikes you gotta work on that. Well, I said they all left, so maybe you I can't can pick a new team. You can have the Mets. Mm, I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> I kind of just like root for the players that kind of left, and I'll I that's guess I'll cool. find a new team in the off season, or maybe I'll stick with the Cubs. We'll see where. What or hear me out. You can go Crosstown. No, no, sorry. Okay, not happening. Not convinced. Okay. <laughs> Jose Abreu, Joana I think Cata, Tim Anderson. Um, your pitcher was nice for a while, though, that came over. So, yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're there, done. We're ending the podcast. That's there, enough. <laughs> there goes my day. There, there goes my wonderful day. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I can't believe we're ending on this note. It's a very sad, sad ending. Got any fun questions to show? not end on that note? Okay, what's your basketball team then? I'm not even going to go there. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't really have one. So well, I just I'll give like... you one. I'll give you one. You can be a okay. Raptors fan. Okay. I was going to say Brooklyn, but mm. Okay. I'll work on finding one and get back to you on that. Okay, but. what about um oh what would be a good one? Like WNBA Mystics. Okay. Um NHL. What's your NHL team? I haven't I never grew up watching hockey, so I'm just now getting into it with all my friends that are hockey fans up here. Uh-huh. Um so anything yeah. but the blues. And you're okay. I wasn't going to say the blues. So okay. We're good. What about uh, the PHF? Do you, do you know anything about PHF? Yeah. I um, watched them a lot when they were, oh my gosh, the National Women's Hockey League. Um, but I really like the Toronto Six. 
Um, but also the Connecticut, like Connecticut whales, like everyone's I, jerseys are just phenomenal. And I have no jerseys idea. Jerseys are amazing. Their graphic designers are yeah. incredible. And I really respect the work that was put into the branding. And I'm really excited to see where they take this new name because I think taking that qualifier out of women, like being in the name is going to elevate the game so much. And I can't, and I think there have been rumors about the NWSL also changing their name. So I can't wait to see like mm-hmm. these leagues start to like take that qualifier off. And like, it's really going to enhance the narrative that not all um, sports are not inherently male. And that's something that I say on more than just balls all the time is that we have this like traditional form of thinking to where it's like, Oh, sports are male. And that's it. But it's like, but women have been playing sports since the early 1900s so but yeah I'm really excited to see what they do and I think the new name is just going to really elevate the game and I hope that hockey becomes more recognized because I wish I knew about it when I was younger because it's so entertaining to watch so well done and the women in the league are very talented and I don't even know how they stay upright like I I can't skate (laughs) So I really respect them for what they do. And yeah, it's going to be really cool to see. But yeah. Got to find a way to get ESPN plus. Cause it's like, I don't, I know. I don't want to buy another streaming service. There's a student discount. There you go. There's college. There's a, stu- there's a student discount. Student for discount. Plus? Yep. How much? How much is ESPN? I don't remember, but if you look it up, I am. it's a pretty good chunk. Pretty good chunk of pretty good chunk off okay um so as i'm looking this up i'm gonna let's see how much is it in summary you did you just did you lie you lie to me there is is a no i think it's combined with like some other i'll send it to you later if i find it but i think it's cool that they're going to be on espn plus because that makes it more accessible so that'll be fun. Interesting. We're all about putting women's sports on TV. Yes. Even if for right now it's a freaking streaming service. <laughs> Even if it's ESPN Plus, but it's still a win. It's still a win. And that and we're gonna end on that note. Better than the freaking It's a win. Better than the freaking Cubs thing. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, then now's the time to uh to plug away. Go ahead. Um, you can follow me on more than just balls um, at more than just balls on Instagram at more than balls on Twitter. And then my personal accounts are all at Kaylin B underscore 13. Um, make sure you follow all the AU accounts as well, because AU is really going to change the game for women's sports. And I can't wait to be a part of, to see the growth and continue to see it um, currently. So that's all my plug-in. Follow women's Great. sports matter. <laughs> wow. Wow. Are you trying to t- you want to do my ending spiel? Nope, you could do your ending spiel. Go my right ahead. My ending spiel, I, I feel like it's a little bit too much sometimes. And afterwards I'm out of breath. But it's okay. Everything is fine. Um okay, it's time for the ending spiel. Am I prepared for this? No. Yes. 
If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I'm on three different platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter and Facebook, it's the same handle. It's at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Women's Sports Matter. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm trying to get all my freaking episodes up that I don't have the time. And maybe I'll do it when I have time off during Thanksgiving break because no school work during that time. So that is the Women's Sports Matter podcast. So if you want to subscribe, we're like nine subscribers strong. Um, yeah, if you want to, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet and you're still listening to the show, like what the hell are you doing? Like I keep telling you guys to get vax, okay? Vaccines.gov, it's linked down below in the description. Put your address in, find the nearest vaccine site near you like if you need to get your booster you don't know where to go like what's the closest place to my house i just gave you a freaking resource there you go also there's other beautiful resources down below like there's a registered vote link there's a link for nami there's a link for the trevor project there's all that great resource stuff and there's more i think i don't know I've also, I, I'm on other shows. I've collaborated with other people. My friends at the Final Third podcast, got a few episodes with them talking about the NWSL. So if you want to check that out, also link down below. Hey, there was an article written about me, which is crazy. Like I don't expect any of this stuff, you know? So if you want to go read about that and watch my interview, it's also linked down below. Hmm. Oh, subscribe to the podcast. I feel like that's important to say. People should subscribe. You should like follow on Spotify. Yeah, subscribe. Uh, rate me on Apple Podcasts. You know, tweet about my show. Like, if you like this show and you're a fan and you're and you're not like interacting with me on social, we have a problem here. I want to interact with more people. So hey, hit me up on social. Um, I also have my email listed down below if you're someone that would like to come on the show or know someone that would want to come on the show. Use that at your disposal. I should make an episode about all the spam emails that I get from that because, like, it's crazy. I'll get I'll get um, emails saying, like, oh, there's, like, $4 million with your name on it. All you got to do is, you know, reply to my email. You know, I got it in the bank of the Ivory, Cro- uh, Ivory Coast or whatever, and it's, like, don't click that link. <laughs> have you have you seen that? Uh, the, the, uh, there's two TED Talks from this one guy who talks about um, how he answered these people. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, mess- yep. that's like my favorite TED Talk. Watch ever. that TED Talk. I'm going to link those TED Talks down below because they're link so them funny below. and so worth it. I love those so much. It's like him just messing with these people that are trying to scam him. It's awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with those Ted talks so much. Cause it's just like, that's great a great content. resource. Yeah. It's a great resource. That's going it's in the resource. People not to touch spam. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think that's my spiel. I don't Ooh. have anything else to promote. Well, thank you for having um, me on the podcast. Yeah. It was really fun. Thank you for coming on and, uh, can't wait to see what, other content you're gonna push out and um obviously like we'll chat some more and yeah definitely yeah um good luck with the rest of your school year you too fun ha yeah ha no
I don't need luck. I don't need any luck. I'm just going to suffer with my six classes. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you again so much for listening to another episode of the Little Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and I'm your host. We'll see you next week where uh, I'm interviewing a hockey player. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, I guess. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm interviewing a PHF player. We're going to talk about some controversies that have happened with Barstool, hopefully. If we're allowed to talk about that, I got to ask her. And uh, yeah, so thank you again for listening. And that's all, folks.